President Trump sent advanced Stinger missiles to Al-Qaeda today, along with a map to Joe Biden's house. It's okay, though. There was no quid pro quo. It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Bowie Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio. I'm David Leventhal. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for that brief introduction. Uh, we actually made a mistake. Trump has not sent Singer, Stinger missiles to Al-Qaeda. That was actually next year's news that we're preparing, assuming that Trump su- survives impeachment this year. Anyway, speaking of impeachment, how could we forget impeachment? Trump is facing an impeachment inquiry, in case you haven't heard this yet, for throwing pro-democracy advocates in, in Hong Kong under the bus in order to get China to undermine U.S. democracy on his behalf. He, wait. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that's not why Donald Trump is facing an, an impeachment inquiry. No, uh, of course, he's facing an impeachment inquiry because of his pressuring of Australia to help cover up Russia's role in the 2016 U.S. presidential election on his behalf. At, wait, no, that's not it either. Um, I think he's facing an impeachment inquiry for turning the United States into Russia's bitch in order to get it to help steal an election in 2016 and 2020. No, that's not it either. Maybe he's being facing an impeachment inquiry because of selling out U.S. interests in Italy. No? Or, or Great Britain, maybe, for personal gain? To help him win election? No? Okay, I guess he's, he's just facing impeachment inquiry for selling out, corrupting, and undermining U.S. foreign policy to blackmail the nation of Ukraine into interfering in the 2020 U.S presidential elections for his own personal political gain. Yeah, that's it. In case you missed the story, it's Ukraine. Anyway, before we get into the latest on the impeachment inquiry, uh, I'd like to apologize in advance. Uh, This will be old news. Uh, It's not, as far as I know, old news at the time that I am recording this. But things are moving so quickly in the impeachment universe that by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be pretty old news. There's a whole lot I'm going to have not covered. So let's start by giving the basic background for the uninitiated, for those who don't spend their nights watching the news. Here's what's going on regarding impeachment. Okay, first, what the crime is. Federal law says it is illegal to solicit, accept, or receive anything of value from a foreign national in connection with a U.S. election. It is illegal under federal law to solicit, accept, or receive foreign assistance in a U.S. election. Okay, so did Donald Trump do it? Yes, let's move on. There's not really any question that he did it. He's admitted to doing it. He's released what is undoubtedly going to turn out to be a doctored transcript of a the crucial Ukraine phone call 
to his benefit, and it still admits that he did it. Everyone in his orbit has admitted that he's done it. So that brings us to the next question. If he committed the actual crime, is it a big deal that he committed the actual crime? And the answer to this is yes, it's a very big deal. It is according to just about every expert that I've listened to. In fact, every expert I've listened to, this is at least as big a deal as Watergate that brought Richard Nixon down, just to be clear. This is the President of the United States undermining U.S. foreign policy, among other things, to steal, to have a foreign power steal an election for him. Yes, it is a very big deal, which is why, of course, they keep telling us it's not a very big deal. You know what else is a big deal, of course? The big deal, another big deal is the fact that they've covered it up. Understanding that it is a big deal, a couple of grown-ups in the White House knew that, so they've covered it up. Also, a big deal. So, the next, and perhaps crux of the, the matter, the next question, what is the punishment? Well, the punishment is impeachment. Alexander Hamilton has been in the news a bunch recently, having described impeachable crimes in one of the Federalist Papers as, quote, those offenses which which proceed from the misconduct of public men, or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. They are of a nature which may, with peculiar propriety, be denominated political as they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to the society itself. Close quote. Like undermining our government, betraying our government, and trying to steal an election. So, Trump's kind of in a rock and a, between a rock and a hard place here. But of course, we're also having to consider some of the other crimes that have either come to light this week or have come to light over the last two and a half years. Let's not miss the irony with this one of the fact that in order for the Trump administration to obstruct justice, to cover up their crimes, their impeachable offenses, they used a secret server. Ding, 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 ding. Ring any bells for anybody out there? The irony is just remarkable. Once again, demonstrating how the Republicans just don't believe in anything, including their own bullshit. Yes, this Hillary Clinton's using a private email server was, of course, the big issue from the right leading up to the 2016 presidential campaign and undoubtedly one of the reasons that Donald Trump is the president today. To hide their crimes, they used a super-secret, double-secret server. We've also heard this week about a whistleblower, another whistleblower coming out, talking about Donald Trump or somebody at his direction interfering with IRS tax audits. Apparently, the IRS tax audits of perhaps Donald Trump or Mike Pence, the vice president. That, of course, is added to the miscellaneous collusion, corruption, obstruction, and self-dealing since... Donald Trump became the president. He's, of course, been doing it long before he became the president, but it's once he's become the president that it's now become impeachable. And so, if you add the litany of impeachable offenses that Donald Trump has admitted to, for you football fans out there, the current over-under on articles of impeachment being drafted is now 87. 
So that's right. Place your bets now. Will there be more or fewer than 87 articles of impeachment against the absolute criminal president of the United States right now? But speaking of articles of impeachment against the president of the United States, as we look at this scandal, what about other actors? Who else is going to be sucked up into this scandal? And this is actually a very big deal because as far as I'm concerned, I'll talk about this in a few minutes later, this is the best thing we have going for us as far as bringing the president down because the number of actors involved in this just keeps widening and widening. And we are now soon going to face the question in America, just who can be impeached? We know the president. We know the vice president. We know federal judges can. According to the Constitution, the president, vice president, and civil officers. Not exactly sure what civil officers mean. It is important to note that once before, once before, a member of a presidential cabinet has been subject to impeachment. Well, that's news for current Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who clearly has his eyes set on being number two, a man who's apparently been number two pretty much his entire life. I will just let that double entendre resonate there for a few moments. Pompeo, of course, is Secretary of State, who's been out doing the president's bidding. And by the president's bidding, I specifically contrast that with the bidding of the United States of America as Secretary of State. Remember, of course, that Mike Pompeo is in that job because of the extent to which he's absolutely been a Trump bitch since the very beginning. That's why he has the job, because of his willingness to hold water for Donald Trump. Well, as he continues to do it with respect to impeachable crimes... One wonders about Pompeo's impeachment liability here. But of course, we can't move on from Pompeo without once again noting another delicious irony here. Mike Pompeo, back when he was just a nut job in the United States House of Representatives, was one of the leaders in the Benghazi Inquisition against then-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. And it was Mike Pompeo who said that she should be subject to the most strict sanctions, including hours and hours and days and days of testimony about something that she clearly had basically nothing to do with. Now, all of a sudden, Mike Pompeo, shockingly, is changing his tune regarding the accountability of people in our government, including the Secretary of State. Then, of course, we've got Bill Barr. That man who, well, we knew a few months ago how he threw whatever reputation he once had down the drain in order for the, the undoubted riches that he's going to cash in on for holding Trump and the Republicans water. Remember the guy who lied about the Mueller report and should have been thrown out of office already for that? Yeah, who already shouldn't be in office, should have been impeached for lying about Russia's role in the 2016 presidential election is now apparently going around the country trying to gin up support for interference with other foreign nations in the 2020 presidential election. Gosh, who'd have think such a nice guy gone bad could go bad like that? Then, of course, we've got Rudy Giuliani mixed up in this episode, or as he's identified on Fox News, former mayor of New York City or America's mayor. Because yes, it was 20 years ago that Rudy Giuliani didn't necessarily completely suck. As far as Rudy Giuliani's complicity here, basically, enough said. If you haven't been following any of this with Giuliani, again, he's undoubtedly preparing a, um, an insanity defense. 
because the man is truly out of his freaking mind. I have been talking since the very beginning of the Trump presidency about the 25th Amendment and how it should be invoked to remove the president from office due to incapacity, mental incapacity. Well, we now have to ask ourselves regarding Rudy Giuliani, does the 25th Amendment apply to someone who's not in government? For that matter, not knowing what the hell Rudy Giuliani even, Giuliani even is or what his job description is, it seems to change day by the day, day by day, depending on what his legal uh, liabilities might be. Um, can we impeach just some asshole who shows up on TV all the time? And now, of course, the big question is, what is Mike Pence's role in all this? Exactly how far did Mike Pence get involved in this issue, this issue. His name has come up several times. Now, of course, to some extent, his name has come up because Donald Trump has brought it up. And why Donald Trump brought it up, brought it up is obviously pretty damn obvious. <laughs> Donald Trump wants to say to the Republicans, if you get rid of me, it's not going to be this other jackass that you like who's going to become the president. Guess who becomes the president if Donald Trump gets impeached and manages to take Mike Pence down with him? Or let me ask that question another way. At what point does Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi have to recuse herself from the impeachment investigation? So these are some of the players that we know of right now. As we look, we already see early in the stages of impeachment investigation, the Trump strategy is really developing. And so what is the Trump strategy? Well, the Trump strategy to battle impeachment is the same as it is on everything. One, come out with full guns blazing. Uh, Smear your opponents. Besmirch anyone who might have anything to say about you. Stay away from the facts. Argue and scream. Yell at the table. Scream about persecution and whatnot. Suggest killing whistleblowers. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Suggest killing anybody who might believe in honest government or might actually alert the public to, to the truth. Come out and smear everyone. Shifty shift. Shitty shift. I guess we'll come back pretty soon. Just come out smearing everything you can. And while you're doing that, of course, and, as, and even as part of doing that, lie, lie, lie. Make sure that no matter what, you lie your way through this. We keep making parallels on this show and elsewhere to the Nixon impeachment and Nixon's resignation, the only president to be uh, drummed out of office in the history of this country. Well, we once again are reminded how this impeachment differs from that of Nixon, and it differs in, a, in, in just a tragic and huge tragic way. And that is Richard Nixon didn't have state TV. He didn't have state radio. He didn't have state print. He didn't have state everything, which Donald Trump currently has. There is Fox News and all of its ilk, which will continue to spread lie after lie after lie to a legion of fucking morons who will be on the side of the criminal who has who is undermining United States, whatever's left of democracy, because they have absolutely not a clue what the hell's going on. So lie, lie, lie will be part of the strategy. That, of course, this whole thing, as I just indicated, fits with the old standby Trump and Republican strategy of aggrievement. That's right. Pull out the persecution complex. Oh, woe is me. This, of course, is something that his white supporters can really appreciate. Having gone through life, having to suffer the trials and tribulations of being white. Yes, that old Republican standby of I'm the real victim here, no matter where here is. 
it doesn't matter. We'll be trotting that one out. We'll be seeing that all over the place. Oh, poor Donald Trump. Oh, nobody has ever suffered this kind of prosecution like me. Of course, the fact that nobody has ever been such a criminal in the White House as you will be lost. All we'll focus on is aggrievement. And you could bet that his supporters will love this one because, as I have noted ad nauseum on this show, the one thing that ties together the vast majority of Trump supporters at this point is how truly aggrieved they feel about everything in the world and all the resentment they feel. And of course, another part of his strategy already taking shape, this is no big deal. Yes, this is no big deal. And the way they try to make that is, look how often Donald Trump has done it. If he's done it that often, it obviously can't be a very big deal. This is what you do, and in some circles, you can't argue the merits because you've already copped to them. So you just argue the punishment. You argue the whole investigation to begin with. Sound familiar? Not only has he done it a lot, but to double down, he continues to do it. Why, when he's facing an impeachment inquiry for trying to get a hostile country to interfere in a U.S. election on his behalf, he reaches out to another foreign country and asks it to interfere in a U.S. election on his behalf. After all, if he's continuing to do it, it really can't be that bad, can it? Part of that, of course, he's talked about the idea of quid pro quo. I'll pronounce it correctly there, or this for that. He'll talk about the fact that there is no quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. Meaning, there was no explicit understanding and agreement that I was giving you this for that. Here's the problem with that argument, in case you've missed this. And if you're listening to a lot of the media in this country, you're probably missing it. The first thing is, quid pro quo is not necessary. If you go back to what I read, the, the law is, there's nothing in there about quid pro quo and soliciting foreign interference in an election, foreign help. It's not necessary. But that being the case, it's also there. This is another thing they'll lie their way out of. It was absolutely clear that Donald Trump, over and over again, made, in the, in the case of Ukraine, their military assistance absolutely dependent upon their willingness to bend over for Donald Trump. So it's not necessary, but it's there anyway. So as he continues to say, this is no big deal. I haven't done anything that's bad. No big crime here. We all are all asking ourselves, is Trump brilliantly plotting to minimize the crime he has already comp to? Or is he perhaps just a moronic criminal blunderbuss who's been unaccountable his whole life and doesn't know how not to cheat? Those of you who are longtime listeners to Forward Nation Radio know which category I continue to fall on. I do not believe that Don, Donald Trump has brilliantly plotted anything. I don't believe he ever has. He's a schemer. He's a conniver. He's a lying sack of shit. But mostly he's just all those things because he's always gotten away with everything. What he is is a criminal blunderbuss who's also a moron who simply by virtue of being born a billionaire, just has everything turn up roses for him. Including the fact that he's just fortunate enough while all this is going on to be leading an army of fucking morons, which is the only thing he has going for him as he tries to avoid, avoid being thrown out of office. On the note 
of whether he's a criminal mastermind or whether this is just speaking to fucking morons. One of the most interesting things I've seen in the media in a long time occurred on MSNBC, Katie Turr's show at one point last week on MSNBC, where the host, Katie Turr, asked, I'm quoting here, asked uh, Donald Trump's 2020 campaign director in charge of strategic communications, Mark Lauder. Do you take the position that a person who works in the White House in a high-level position should have no family members have any foreign dealings? Is that what you think was wrong with the Joe Biden situation? Close quote. Do you see what's going on here? If I'm watching this and I'm thinking, nice try, Katie. Seriously, how fucking stupid do you think this guy is? I mean, this is so obvious what you are doing here that nobody would be stupid enough to fall into it, right? Well, Mark Lauder, Trump's 2020 campaign director, then did exactly that. He responded to this question about whether he takes the position that a person who works in the White House in a high-level position should have no family members have any foreign dealings. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think it's fairly clear that a government official cannot be connected to activities where their family or they can personally profit. Close quote. That's what Donald Trump's director of strategic communications said. You pretty much know what happened after that, or is pointed out to the fucking moron that that com- describes Donald Trump and his entire family since before he took office. Doesn't matter. These guys aren't brilliant strategists. They're just jackasses who have the great good fortune of speaking to the world's biggest fucking morons. That's what's going on here. Don't give them too much credit here. So we ask ourselves, with all this going on, another big topic of the impeachment discussions is, what should the democratic strategy be? Should it be limited to Ukraine, as they've said? Let's startly start this short discussion. What should the Democratic strategy be? Should they limit the focus of their impeachment investigations and hearings on Ukraine, or should it be broader to cover more of Donald Trump's illegal activity since he became president? Let's first start with the idea that the Democrats are saying we need to keep this simple and focus on Ukraine. I want to be clear what everybody here is saying. The American public is too fucking stupid to deal with anything harder than that. So let's not burden the American public with things that might tax their few remaining brain cells. Let's just think about that for a few moments, that this is what's governing United States politics. In any event, Trump's strategy here with trying to minimize what went wrong, what was going on here, the criminal misconduct, to make this no big deal, to laughably continue to do it, I think sort of sets the Democratic roadmap here, which is that they need to show the broad theme. They need to show that this is not a couple little instances of President Trump not being careful with his language and just being Trump. But this is, in fact, part and parcel, part of a scheme, a fundamental schemes that this administration has been implementing since it got into office to cheat, lie, and steal and do whatever it takes to remain in power and consolidate its power. So put me in that category of people who think that they need to shore up the Ukraine thing pretty quickly so everybody understands that. And then they need to add articles of impeachment 6 through 100 for all the other related crap that he has done, all the related crimes. What is the outcome going to be? I don't usually like to address 
the, the, the political game and prognosticate, but I will weigh in a couple of things here. My, my main feeling is pay attention over the next couple of weeks because if this thing moves, it's going to move very, very quickly. Democrats need to move on this real fast. We're already seeing Republicans start to defect because they are worried about their asses. Right now, what is going on is the White House and the Republican Party is trying to lock in everyone's support and basically staunch the bleeding right now. That's what they're trying to do. That's the strategy. Can they stop this now? Because if they can't stop it now, people are going to start getting more and more afraid. And one person after another is going to start to turn. And once whistleblowers start coming out and once they start implicating others, then people are going to race all over themselves to get to the prosecutor to try to get themselves immunity by turning over everybody else. And it is going to rapidly move up the chain. That's what I think is, is going to happen. That is what I hope is going to happen. I am somewhat cautiously optimistic on this, which is pretty shocking. Because I'm not very optimistic about a lot of things. Part of this, of course, will be determined by whether the media does its job. We've already seen mixed signals on that. We have seen some great examples of the media asking tough questions and not accepting Republican talking points and bullshit responses. On the other hand, we're also seeing some false equivalencies. We're also seeing the media at times refusing to call this what it is. And what it is, despite what the media has sometimes said, is not asking a foreign country to dig up dirt on Donald Trump's opponent, but asking a foreign country to make up dirt on Donald Trump's opponent. Because there is absolutely nothing there. And to the extent that the media does not in every story make it perfectly clear that this is not a legitimate disagreement about whether corruption occurred. But Donald Trump's efforts to make up bullshit, you know, like the birther story, like Hillary Clinton's emails, like running a child sex ring out of the basement of a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant. This is just making shit up. And the media needs to be absolutely clear about that. Because if they start to allow the false equivalencies to work, this guy may yet staunch the bleeding and get away with this. But if he starts to lose, if the snowball starts to roll, the Republican Party is going to throw this son of a bitch under the bus so quickly, it will make your head turn. Because the Republican Party doesn't have any loyalty to Trump. They're afraid of his supporters. Nobody has loyalty to Donald Trump because Donald Trump isn't capable of showing loyalty to anybody else. The Republican Party is afraid of his moron voters. And so take a look at the polls because as the poll, if the polls start to fray, if his support starts to go down, Republicans will turn on him. And this will happen very, very quickly. Like sharks smelling blood, he will be dead in the water very, very quickly. Lest it seem, as we keep being cautioned by all the Democratic presidential candidates and everybody on the media, media, lest it seem that this is something we are taking pleasure in, this is very serious business regarding the presidency of the United States and the integrity of this country. So, hell yes, we are taking pleasure in this. I am taking unbelievable pleasure in this, and I am not in the slightest ashamed to admit it. I am loving every moment of this because the tragedy to this country is not impeachment. That is not the sobering moment for this country. The sobering moment for this country has been the last three years when this piece of unadulterated human trash 
got elected, and then became the President of the United States. I am taking great joy about this piece of crap, maybe at some point getting his comeuppance. I can't wait until the news articles start being about this not being the time for Donald Trump to be concerned about who his opponent in the 2020 election is going to be. But it is time for Donald Trump to start showing some concern about who his cellmate might be for the next bunch of years. Before we go, again, to be clear, there is absolutely nothing to indicate wrongdoing on the part of former vice president and current presidential candidate Joe Biden. It has been investigated over and over, and nothing has been demonstrated. That doesn't mean there is nothing that we can learn from this whole story. Because the one thing that does come up from the Hunter Biden affair is once again a statement of what it means to be rich and connected in the United States of America. How unfair this country is, how unlevel the playing field, how the wealthy and the connected get to take advantage of their connections and their money to avoid U.S. laws, to avoid the same rules that the rest of us need to follow. In case you're not familiar with the details of the Hunter Biden story, Hunter Biden, who seems to have been the least exemplary member of the Biden family, graduated from law school and immediately had riches lavished upon him with offers of corporate boardrooms and other opportunities that he did nothing to earn, but in fact were just handed to him because of who his daddy was. Sound familiar? That pretty much is the story of every wealthy person and connected person through the history of this country. And that is the problem here, and that is what we should be focusing on. That is not, of course, what Donald Trump and his ilk can be focusing on, because this this is something that they think is actually great about America. This is what they like about this country. Whereas for the rest of us, this is the real problem here. Too much influence and too much power among the elite. Let's go back to this issue of quid pro quo. This for that. The idea in this impeachment scandal is, did Donald Trump explicitly say to Ukraine, you will not get this military funding unless you do this sham investigation and give me cover against this guy leading into the 2020 election? As as I indicated, it shouldn't even have to be that explicit. It was perfectly clear that there was a quid pro quo involved here, even if both sides didn't say it. But where this issue of explicit quid pro quo comes from is from our area of campaign funding in this country, the whole idea of political campaign funding. As I've mentioned several times before on the show, the way our political bribery or legalized bribery system that is politics works in this country is if I sit across from you, running, you're running for office, and I say, reach onto the table, here's an envelope with $100,000 in it. You take that envelope and you give me that contract that I really want to do that's worth a few million dollars. And it's yours to get elected. And the person takes it and says, you got a deal. Well, that's a quid pro quo. And even in our unbelievably corrupt political system, we call that bribery. We call it illegal. And perhaps the parties would be subject to criminal sanctions. Now, let's change that scenario a little bit. And let's say that I'm reaching under the table with $100,000 worth of cash. And I say, there's some money under the table here for you because 
Gosh, I understand that you know how important it is to support the interests of local businesses. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And you respond by putting your hand on the money and saying, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, yes. You know that I know how important it is for local businessmen to be supported in our community. And then you take the money. Well, we call that free speech. We don't call that bribery. We don't call that corruption. We call that free speech. So it is from such a ridiculously and embarrassingly corrupt system that Donald Trump and his ilk derive this idea that there's no quid pro quo unless you specifically say something about it. Again, to be clear, there doesn't need to be in this case for there to be impeachment, but whatever. It is perfectly clear to anyone who's watching this. It is perfectly clear to anyone who wants things to function somewhat efficiently and for criminals to not get away with criminality. What the deal is there. It's reaching under the table with almost $400 million in military funding. And as the other side reaches for it, pulling it away and saying, I'd like you to do me a favor, though, before you get this money. Anybody really have a question what's involved here? What we need to do, of course, is change our campaign funding system. As again, I have argued at length on this show over and over and over again. All of this is another reminder that there is nothing more important in this country. Well, there's nothing more important in this country than getting the the criminal son of a bitch who's the president out of that office and the political party that he represents out of power. But aside from that, over the last 40 years in this country, and God knows since 2010 and the Citizens United decision, it's only gotten worse. The most important thing for this country to do to fix this country in the future is to somehow get money out of politics. And we will talk more about quid pro quo and money in politics very shortly in our next show because it's been raised this week too in other ways. What a surprise. Anyway, thanks for joining us. That's my take on impeachment so far. I look forward to speaking with you soon. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal. 